Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pina, and I am bringing you, this is the privilege that I have, that I get to bring you the word of God today. This is today's word for May 20th, 2022. And so as I'm getting into this word, I'm in a series right now on God's grace and our faith. Everything God does for us, he does it by grace. Grace is unearned, unmerited, undeserved. And then everything we do in response to God's grace, we do it by faith. And so by faith, we lay hold of the promises. By faith, we become the men and women God has called us to be. By faith, we're able to believe and receive the unseen realm and see that thing manifest in a realm that we can see because we're walking by faith. We're believing God on a level that far exceeds our wildest imagination. And once we get to that point, he will do exceedingly more than we ever imagined by his amazing grace and by his amazing power. So he does all of this simply because he loves you. So open up your heart and get ready to receive what God is about to release in you. All right, so let's get into the word for this morning. This is God's grace in our faith, part 20. Uh, faith works by love, part 19. And the title of today's message is Growing in God's Generous Love. Growing in God's generous love, profuse love towards us. Let's get into it. We've been looking at John 1 and 14. Uh, the Bible says the word became flesh, the word Jesus, and he dwelt among us. And we were able to behold his glory. It is the glory of the only begotten of the Father who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. John 1 and 17 says the law was given by Moses, but grace and truth came through the Lord Jesus Christ. Galatians 5 and 6 says, for in Christ Jesus, there's neither circumcision nor uncircumcision. You can't make yourself right by your works. No, you make yourself right by receiving what Jesus already has done for you by grace and you receive it by faith. So the only thing that matters now, Paul says, is faith and faith works by love. Your faith will be strong when you're convinced that God loves you. Ephesians 3 verses 16 through 20, the Bible says, Paul said, I pray that God would unveil within you the unlimited riches of his glory and favor until supernatural strength floods your innermost being with his divine might and his explosive power. Then by constantly using your faith, the life of Christ will be released deep down inside of you. And I love this statement. The resting place of God's love will become the very source and the root of your life. Then you will be empowered. Uh oh, is there an issue with the audio? Let me check real quick. Make sure I'm not having any issues here. Okay, now it seems like the audio is clear. All right, I just want to make sure. All right, if the audio is clear, okay, good, perfect. I'm, I apologize. Verse 18, then you will be empowered to discover what every Holy One experiences, the great magnitude of the astonishing love of Christ in all of his dimensions, how deeply intimate the love of God is, how far reaching the love of God is, how enduring and inclusive it is. God loves everyone everywhere. This is endless love far beyond all measurement. This is endless love that transcends all understanding. This is endless love. This is an extravagant love that God pours out in your heart until you are overflowing with the fullness of God. And so never doubt, listen, never doubt, please. This is the apostle Paul is saying this to you in Ephesians 3 and 20. 
Please never doubt God's mighty power to work in you to accomplish all of this. He will achieve infinitely more than your greatest request. He will achieve more than your most unbelievable dream, and he will exceed your wildest imagination. The pressure is not on us. It's all about him and what he's going to do. He will outdo them all for his miraculous power. This grace constantly energizes you. And then finally, I want to add 2 Peter chapter 1, verses 5 through 9 to it today. And you might say, well, Rick, why do you read all these scriptures every day? First of all, it's the word of God, right? You need to get the word of God through your ear gate and get it down in your heart. God watches over his word to perform it. And then the more you hear this word, while I'm speaking the word, the Holy Spirit is ministering to you. All right. So last scripture for today, 2 Peter uh, chapter 1, verses 5 through 9, Message Bible. The Bible says, the apostle Peter wrote, so don't lose a minute in building on what you've been given, complementing your basic faith with some other stuff. What are you supposed to add to your faith? Good character, spiritual understanding, alert discipline, passionate patience, reverent wonder, warm friendliness, and generous love. That's what I'm going to deal with today, that generous love. Each dimension fitting into and developing with the others. Now, these qualities, once you have these qualities active and growing in your life, then no grass will grow under your feet. <laughs> no day will pass without its reward as you mature in your experience with the master Jesus. Now, without these qualities, you can't see what's right before you, oblivious that your old symbol sinful life has been wiped off the books. He was like, listen, your old sinful, this is why you can't beat yourself up for what you did. The devil is always trying to get you to focus on you, your faults, your flaws, your failures. And Peter saying, man, your old sinful life has been wiped off the books. And once you release that and you think about the goodness of God and the favor of God and the grace of God, then no grass will grow under your feet. No day will pass without its reward. You are growing in your experiences with the master Jesus, and you're doing it by the grace of God, and you're doing it because you know God loves you. Glory to God. So what does this mean for you today? I have three things to share with you on this Friday morning. This is where I need you to rid your heart and mind of all distractions. Lock in three things. Number one, here we go. To grow in God, you must grow in love. To grow in God, you must grow in love. When you read what the apostle Peter just said to us, and then he talked about this generous love, adding all of these things to our faith to grow in God, you must grow in love because God is love. So for the past few weeks, we've been looking at God's grace and our faith, God's grace and our faith. Then we've been looking at how faith works by love. Now, when I'm done with faith works by love, and this may be the last one on that, right? You know, cause I've been praying about it. Maybe on Monday I shift to something else, but I'm still going to be teaching God's grace and our faith because this series is really just getting started. But as we're going over scripture after scripture after scripture, we are growing in the knowledge of God in these areas. And so the goal is to grow in the knowledge of God. To, the goal is to grow in the knowledge of him. And as we mature in the knowledge of him, then we're also maturing in the area of love because God is love. So the more you know God, the more you will know love because love is not something God does or love is not something God gives. Love is not something God deals out. God is love. Love is who he is. That's 1 John 4 and 8, 1 John 4 and 16. So as you grow in God, you are growing in love. You are growing in your understanding of the love of God because you're growing in your understanding of God. So as you seek to grow in God, 
you have to open up your heart to the reality of God's love because God is love. Now, let me just say it this way. If I, years ago, when I said, hey, to grow in God, you must grow in love. Years ago, when I would make that statement, I would then follow it up with teaching on, oh, hey, to grow in God, you must grow in love. Therefore, these are things you must do, right? I would follow up the statement with, oh, to grow in God, you must grow in love. Therefore, these are things that you must do. And I would put the pressure on you. Okay, you have to love God with all your heart, all your mind, all your soul, all your strength. You have to love others the way God loves them. <laughs> you have to, you know, and I would then put the emphasis in the spotlight on you and, and, and basically your requirement to, to live by love and to fulfill the love command. But then if I did that, which, you know, those years where I, I did that, then the spotlight would be on us and our performance instead of the spotlight being on God and what he's already done for us. And so it is the revelation of God's grace that I really started studying in 2012 that has changed my, my life and ministry and my perspective, and it's changed everything. Now that I understand what, that we're under the dispensation of God's grace, remember, the law was given by Moses. Grace and truth came through the Lord Jesus Christ. So now that I'm under the dispensation of God's grace, I realize that the spotlight is on God and not on me. So now instead of focusing on me and what I have to do for God, under the new covenant, we focus on God and what he's already done for us. So that said, let me go back to that statement. To grow in God, you must grow in love. Before I would say, oh, to grow in God, you must grow in love. Therefore, you have to do all these things. But now I realize to grow in God, you must grow in love. Therefore, for me to grow in God and for me to grow in love, I have to grow in my understanding of God's love towards me, not my love towards him. <laughs> so my love towards him, matter of fact, I couldn't even love God if he didn't first love me. So, so now the emphasis is on him. And so for me to grow in God and to grow in love, I have to grow in my knowledge of how much God loves me, which is why I've been teaching you this series. So said another way, love, God's love, growing in God's love is not a matter of you trying to love God, you trying to love other people the way that you're supposed to do it. It's a matter of you opening your heart to the reality of God's love towards you. And then you'll be empowered to love other people, but then you'll be empowered to love God. So the only way you can add all these things that Peter said, good character, spiritual understanding, alert discipline, passionate patience, reverent wonder, warm friendliness, add generous love. All these things to your faith is by getting convinced that God loves you. So it is only when you open up your heart and you're like, you know what? God loves me with this everlasting love. God loves me with an unconditional love. When you realize how much God loves you and you're convinced of it, you're fully persuaded, then you can develop a character that personifies the love of God in this world. But because at that point, it won't be you doing it. It will be God doing it through you. But if you do it the other way, the way that I used to do it, if you do it the other way, focusing on your performance and like, hey, I have to do this and I have to do that, then you're going to take on the pressure to perform and you're, you're, you're never going to be able to live up to that reality. And so your, 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 your love walk will be hit and miss at best. Your faith walk will be hit and miss at best because your performance is just not that good. Let's be honest. And so your performance is not flawless or perfect. But when you enter into God's rest and you base your faith towards God on his love towards you, then your faith will be uh, unwavering because his love towards you is unconditional. And so this is the grace life. And this is how we're supposed to live. The grace life takes the pressure off of you. 
so you can enter into God's rest. The grace life takes the pressure off of you. So you can embrace, embrace God's grace to do whatever he calls you to do. So now when you get something that you have to do something at the last minute, like one of the people that I mentor uh, got a call and they had to go do something that they've never done before at the last minute. And they're like, oh man, uh, I, I, before this teaching on the grace life, I wouldn't know what to do. Like, I mean, I would be like, oh man, I'm not prepared. I have to study this. I have to study that. But now uh, because of this teaching on the grace life, I'm like, you know what, God, if you want me to do it, I'm going to study, I'm going to prepare, but I'm not going to freak out. And I'm going to let you do what you do through me. I'm going to give myself over to you as a conduit of your glory. You speak through my vocal cords. You think through my mind. You operate through my limbs. And now the person did it, and he and he was used of God in a mighty way because now the pressure was not on him or his performance. You understand? This is the grace life. So you got to grow to grow in God's love. You're growing in your understanding of the fact that God loves you. All right, number two. And so you can only love God. Number two, you can only love God because of his grace towards you. When, when you know how we say, even at our church, at the end of the service, raise your hand, repeat after me. I love you, Lord, with all my heart, all my mind, all my soul, all my strength. <laughs> and I remember um, Pastor Dollar said, uh, he said that to God, Lord, I love you with all my heart, all my mind, all my soul, all my strength. And God said, do you? And he, he thought, he stopped for a minute because God asked you a question. He already knows the answer. He was like, well, he said, son, you couldn't even love me if I didn't first love you. I mean, like we couldn't, 1 John 4 and 19 says, this is the apostle John speaking, right? The beloved disciple, the disciple of God's love. We love God because he first loved us. Don't, don't try to act like, oh, Lord, I love you with all, you know, love, Lord, I do this. Listen, you can even, you can do nothing without the grace of God. Listen, you only love God because God loved you first. You, you only love God because he's revealing to you how much he loves you. You, anything that you do towards God, it is the grace of God towards you. It is the favor, his empowerment. So don't, don't, don't try to take God's credit. Don't put the spotlight on you. You're not that good. Put the spotlight on him. When the, when people acknowledge you and, and recognize you, you deflect that glory right back to God. When you think of the fact that you couldn't even love God if he didn't first love you, then you get a, a greater appreciation of God's grace. Like there's nothing I could I, I could do any in any area without God's empowerment and his love and his grace and his favor towards me. God loves you by grace. Grace is unearned. It is unmerited. It is undeserved. It, it is the free favor of God. So God loved you before you did anything towards him. Matter of fact, God loved you before you appreciated it. God loved you before you rep, uh, reciprocated it. God loved you before you even acknowledged it. So before you even acknowledge that there is a God and he loves me, he already was loving you. And so God loves you. God loved you past tense and he loves you right now, present tense, by his amazing grace, by his unearned grace. And you could not even love God if he didn't first love you. So therefore, it, it takes even grace to love God. When you open up your heart to the reality of God's amazing grace and his everlasting love and his con unconditional love towards you, it changes you. I'm, I'm telling you, I'm going to give you my testimony, you know, a little bit. I've, I've been sharing, you know, over the years, but it, it has changed. It will change you forever. I'm going to tell you how it changed me. So before I started studying the grace of God, which was 2012 for me, before I started studying the grace of God, um, and open up my heart to the reality of God's love, I thought I had been delivered from a religious mindset, but but I, I had not. I thought I wasn't religious, but 
But then once I started opening up my heart to the reality of God's love, I realized how religious I was. Actually, I, I actually realized how full of pride I was. Like, I mean, I, I was actually preaching the gospel, ministering all over the country, and I was full of pride. And so God had to deal with me on that. So let me just give you a little bit of my testimony. So I was raised in a very religious you know, uh, setting, uh, a very religious uh, mindset. And I was taught that, you know, basically I had to perform, like, you know, I had to do all these things right. And then when I didn't do all these things right, <laughs> I had to deal with, all, you know, confess my sins and all these kind of things. And so I was always focused on me and my performance and, you know, doing, attempting to try to do everything right. And then I was born again. Now I did all those things all my life growing up, but I wasn't saved. I didn't know Jesus. I was going to church. I didn't know Jesus. I was trying to, you know, comply with all these rules, but I didn't know Jesus. And then at the age of 23 years old, um, August 27, 1995, I was in Camp Doha, Kuwait, and uh, I got born again. That night, I got born again. And once I got born again, and I then I knew I knew Jesus, then I was taught that I needed to walk and live by faith. And so I started the, my faith journey in 1995, like for real, in earnest. I'm born again now. I'm walking with God. And as I was going through my faith journey, I was taught that, you know, to walk and live by faith, you, you're you born again, basically you're saved by faith, walk by faith, live by faith, pray by faith, fight by faith, overcome the world by faith. And, and this is the word of faith that we preach. And so it's all faith, faith, faith. And I put pressure on me. I was taught that I needed to release my faith. Glory to God. I needed to command my morning. I needed to get up and go over my scriptures. I needed to decree and declare. I needed to believe and receive. I need, you know, so I was like, oh man, I got to do all these things because if I don't do this, then God won't do that. If I don't do this, then God won't do that. So I needed, to, and so I'm like, boom, I'm doing it. And so, so I got up and I, you know, I'm disciplined and I'm like, boom, I'm going to do this. I'm let's, I, I'm, and I was taught I had to pray for an hour. It's so like, all right, let's pray. And sometimes I was sleepy. Sometimes I was tired or whatever. It's like, no, you need to pray. Pray for an hour. The, the, Jesus told his disciples, you couldn't pray for me for one hour? All right, so I'll get up, man. We got to pray for an hour. And then, so then I was, and I, I'm just telling you me. I don't know about nobody else. I'm just telling you my experience. And so then I was doing this and I didn't realize it, but as actually I was trying to live by faith with a performance-based mindset. And so I was like, faith, 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 faith. And I got to do all these things, but it was a performance-based mindset. And now I've been teaching you for a few weeks that faith works by love, man. Faith don't work. Faith doesn't work like that. Faith works when I'm convinced that God loves me with this unconditional love, that he made plans for me from the foundations of the world, that he's more committed to those plans than I am, and that he is going to tirelessly pursue me to, to manifest his best in my life. And what I have to do is die to self and yield to it, right? And so, so yeah, uh, what I'm able to share with you today comes after 27 years of walking with God and getting to the point where I, I don't claim to know anything, but the few things, the few insights that God has given me. And, but, but what I can tell you is that I'm at a place in my life where I live the grace life. And I really believe that this is the revelation of the way that God wants us to live. Like, like I'm at the, a place in my life where now I, of course I live by faith, but the pressure is not on me to perform. Of course I live by faith and I'm still going to live by faith, walk by faith, pray by faith, fight by faith, overcome the world by faith. All those things I still do by faith, but the pressure is not on me anymore. I'm not doing it because, oh man, I have to do it. No, no, no. I've entered into God's rest. Without the revelation of God's grace, without the revelation of God's love, 
it's it's a completely different way to live. But now that I have a revelation of God's grace and and his love towards me, now I know that God loves me with this unconditional love, then my faith is strong because faith works by love. So let me say it another way. If you don't have a revelation of God's love and you don't have a revelation of God's grace, then your faith will never have the fortitude or the consistency that it requires because faith works by love. If your faith is based on your performance, it's never going to be good enough. If your faith is based on your performance, it's just never going to measure up because your performance is not going to measure up. Now, are you saying, well, Rick, you keep saying that, but look, come on now. John said, if you claim to be without sin, you're a liar. The truth is not in you. Don't, please don't do that. Don't, don't try to like say, oh, well, you don't understand how, how perfect I am because you're not perfect. It is the goodness of God towards us. If God only gave us what we deserve, we would all be men and women most miserable. So at the end of the day, let's thank God for grace. Don't try to act like you're all that that because you're not. And so let's just let's just acknowledge the goodness and the grace of God towards us. And let's acknowledge that I am who I am by the grace of God, and God has been better to me than I've been to him. How about we acknowledge that? And when people want to give me accolades, I deflect the glory because it's all about him. It is the grace of God. So number three, and finally for today, your faith will be strong when you are convinced that God loves you. Faith works by love, Galatians 5 and 6. I've been sharing this with you. I've shared it with you before. I'm going to drive home this point one more time as we close. For years, I thought Galatians 5 and 6, faith works by love, meant that my faith would be strong when my love walk was strong. So that I, for years, I thought that, hey, if I love God with all my heart, all my mind, all my soul, all my strength, and I love my neighbors, I love myself, then my faith has to be strong because I'm doing everything I can, glory to God, to be able to walk by love. No, my faith is strong. The apostle Paul was not teaching on us. He wasn't putting the pressure on us. He was putting the pressure on God. If you read the book of Galatians, he's not talking about your performance. He's talking about God's grace versus the law. So the requirement is not for me to do everything right. No, my faith is going to be strong when I'm convinced that God loves me with this unconditional and perfect love, that God loves me so much that even when I am flawed, God loves me so much that even when I do make mistakes, God loves me so much that he's never going to turn his back on me. He will never leave me. He will never forsake me. He will never turn his back on me. He will never relax the grip that he has on me. He will not to any degree leave me hopeless or leave me without support. And so so now I know that God loves me with this unconditional love. Now I am convinced and I'm fully persuaded that God loves me, that God loves me and there's nothing I can do about it. Glory to God. And so now that I'm fully persuaded that God loves me and God loves me with this unconditional love, I'm now in a position to receive the grace of God and the love of God and walk by faith on a whole nother level because my faith is not based on me. My faith is based on him. It's not my faith is not based on my goodness towards him. My faith is based on his goodness towards me. And while my performance may be flawed, his performance is always perfect. And so I am convinced that God loves me. And now when you believe, when you're convinced, when you are convinced, when you're fully persuaded, it's easier for you to believe. Because then when God says, I want to do this, and you're like, well, why would you want to do that with me? You only see yourself as this. And God is saying, I want to do this. But well, if, if it's based on him, then yeah, you can do it. But if it's based on me, you're never. I will never see myself that way. God is trying to get you convinced. Faith is not what happens when you convince God. Faith is what happens when God convinces you. And when God convinces you that he wants to use you for his glory. So I've been teaching on this topic for weeks. And, and like I said, I may transition from Faith Works by Love on Monday. I'm not sure yet. But I, I just pray that these messages 
have been a blessing to you um, and help you understand a truth, a, a revelation, a reality that has changed my life. See, the revelation of God's love and his grace towards me is freed me on real talk. It's freed me from the pressure to perform. I am now free to enter into God's rest. Now, the resting place of God's love is the very source and the root of my life. I'm convinced that I'm able to do what God wants me to do because I yield to him. And God is, God is committed to do in, with, and through my life everything that he planned, not because I'm good, but because he's good. So, you know, it will if God does what he does, and I know that he will, it's because he's good and he's more dedicated to me <clears throat> than I'm dedicated to him. So the revelation of God's grace and his love honestly has freed me. It's freed me to live the grace life, and I love it. As I close, let me tell you this. Uh, this weekend, I'm going to North Augusta, South Carolina. I'm actually going there today. Tomorrow, I'm teaching a leadership uh, conference at a church, and I'll be teaching a bunch of leaders, and then I'm preaching on Sunday. And this morning when I got up, I thought about um, this week, like all the things that I did this week from Sunday night. We had this offsite thing, leadership dinner from Sunday night through all the things that we did this week. And now this weekend, I'm about to go, um, you know, teach leaders and then preach. Man, I love this stuff. I mean, just to be honest with you, I got up this morning saying, man, God, oh, I get to do what I love to do. Like I get, to, I love ministry. I love technology. I get to do both, right? I love uh, missions and I love the marketplace. I get to do both. And I get to do what God has called me to do. And I'm not taking on any pressure to perform. And, and this is not something I've got to do. This is something I get to do. And I get to do it because God's grace is on me to do it. And I, I'm not I'm not worried about anything. This weekend I go and God will give me the words and he'll perform the work. Now, do I have notes? Of course I have notes. Have I prepared? Of course. Prepare blessings come to prepare people. But I'm just saying, when I stand even before you on today's word, I'm not, I'm not taking on any pressure to perform. I, I just yield to the Holy Spirit. However God wants to flow, I let him flow. And you could do the same thing with your family, with your children, with your spouse, with your career, with your business. Give that thing over to God. You just flow. It's the grace life. You take on no pressure to perform. You're not stressed out. Oh, how am I going to do this? How? Listen, did God tell you to do it? Yes. What if it's God's will, it's God's bill? Chill out. Go to sleep. The, the, the Bible says the kingdom is like this man that sowed a seed into the ground. And then he went to sleep. And whether he's up or he's sleeping, the seed is still working. Come on now. And you don't have to have, and he says, and he doesn't even have to understand how it's working. It's still working. He doesn't have to have a degree in agriculture for the seed to work. The seed is still working. While I'm sleeping, God is still working. While I'm awake, God is still working. God is working on my behalf. It is the grace of God that's working for me. God opens doors for us that no man can close. God, God closes doors for us that no man can open. And so still, please stop stressing. Enter into God's rest and enjoy life. You only get one. You get one life. So enjoy it. It is the grace life and it's how we're supposed to live. Let's close this message out with a declaration of faith so I can release you into the weekend. Speak this over your life. Say, Father, I thank you for teaching me about your love and grace. The more I learn about your love, the more I fall in love with you. You loved me while I was a sinner. You made plans for me from the foundations of the world. You planned to bless me, even though you already knew all the mistakes I was going to make. You looked at my life in advance 
faults, flaws, and failures, and you destined me anyway. You made plans for me by your amazing grace, even though you knew I would not be perfect. So you saved me from sin. You washed me under the blood of your son, Jesus. You filled me with your Holy Spirit and you call me according to your purpose. Now you empower me by your grace to do what I could never do without you. So now I'm free. I live the grace life and it's so liberating. My faith is strong because I'm convinced that you love me. Therefore, I boldly declare greater is coming for me. I declare this by faith in Jesus' name. Amen. This is today's word. So please apply it and prosper. If you're not getting these messages, please go to uh, todaysword.org and sign up and get the messages and they're going to be a blessing to you. Before you go, I just felt led right now. I need to share something with you um, before I close. So while this is coming up, let me just say this. If these messages have been a blessing to you, then please share them. Share them on your social media, uh, on your timeline and with your friends. And let me show you some pictures real quick of our kids in the Dominican Republic. Um, there was some stuff going on this week and I was so blessed to see these pictures. And so I wanna share a couple of pictures with you. One second, don't go yet, don't go yet, all right? So let me share my screen. So here's some of our kids in the Dominican Republic. Uh, there was a big program going on this week. And these pictures really blessed me as I was just looking at the smiles on their faces. And obviously uh, you see the food there that you guys help us to provide. So if you wanna be part of what we're doing in the Dominican Republic, do me a favor. If you're led, if you wanna partner with our ministry, go to ripministries.org and click on the donate button if you're led to do that. Uh, all the donations are tax deductible in the United States. Uh, if you're if you enjoy this content and you want Isabella and I, you want to have access to Isabella and I in a more private form, check out patreon.com forward slash Rick Pena. Uh, and there's a video there. You can watch that, see if you're interested. But listen, I love you so much. Leave me some comments in the chat. Share this message right now on your social media, on your timeline and with your friends. Have an amazing weekend. I love you. God loves you more. I'll see you on Monday morning. God bless you.